Hey, everybody, if you have watched The Millennial Farmer, then you know I've got a pretty righteous Thunder Creek fuel trailer out here. Thunder Creek fuel trailers are built by farmers for American farmers. Right now, a lot of farmers are taking home fully loaded Thunder Creek trailers that are in stock near you with an average of only $1,300 down. Financing is, of course, subject to approval. You can check out ThunderCreek.com for product info, some stories from the field, and other great deals. That's Thunder creek.com oh, this has to be like right up in your grill yeah right up in there get get right and then when you turn talk to randy it helps, it helps if you cup the back of the mic as you pull it closer Hold it from the bottom like this. <laughs> yes, just like that. Man, look at him. He cups that mic better than any guest we've ever had. <laughs> we've we've never told anybody else to do that. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh let's not dig it too deep into Ben's past because that looked a little odd. <laughs> He's seen some shit. College fun. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do to get by. You should have seen the uh, the horses we used to deal with. Oh uh, man, should we you, should we just to, cut the mics and just wait, check this need, one off? I need to <laughs> now. I, I have a lot to, of other questions. I gotta write this, this stuff down. Podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. Randy's got to think when he writes horses. <laughs> That's it. Well, I also wrote down cock, but I didn't know if I should spell that out. <laughs> I didn't say anything about horse cock. Just you implied horse. it. We figured it out. Definitely well, implied. There's well, got to be some stories yes. there. <laughs> Let's save that for later. Yeah. That comes in a few more beers. So today, uh, Ben, I don't even know how to say your, your last name. Is it Evers or Evers? It's technically Evers. Technically it, Evers? Everyone says Evers, but it's Evers, yeah. I uh, See, I've always said Evers, mm-hmm. but I heard somebody say Evers, so then it, then it made me wonder. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it reads like Evers. Right. It reads like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You want I, to uh, talk right into the end of the mic. My my brother. Cup it. My brother. <laughs> uh, my brother's in the Air Force. And um, he, the only place he's ever been in the world that they pronounced his last name right when he got off the airplane was in Germany. Where where you guys' roots where are from. from. Yep. And yep. everywhere else, everyone says Evers. Sure. Huh. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Um, so, Ben... Evers is, uh, I don't know what would, you're the CEO of farm focused. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I'm the top dog, top dog, uh, like out of both of you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so farm focused for those who may not know farm focused is like, for me, what they do is they did tune our combine, added some horsepower to our combine a couple of years ago, which is how I met Ben. Um, I think you emailed me like totally random out of the blue email. Yeah. Like, Hey, here's who I am. Here's what we do. Would you be interested in doing something like that? And we had the 9870 combine, which you still have and talked to dad a little bit. Cause I mean, we've always kind of always felt like our combines, we wanted a little bit more out of them. So sure. And he came up and we did that. And then, um, then the whole apparel thing started. And so now Ben is, Ben's the man when it comes to apparel, he even does the master pipe layers apparel. Yeah. Ben is for sure the uh, the uh, the the social media shirt guy. Social media farming. Far- yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. So when when we started our when we got into apparel, it was not something that we ever really wanted. I wouldn't say we didn't want to do it, but it was not like 
top priority. So I always knew that if, if we were going to have somebody do our apparel, I needed like the full program because I don't want to mess with it. I want, I don't, I don't want to take orders. I don't want to deal with where the physical shirts come from. I don't want to physical or deal with the, any of it really. So I got in touch with Ben. Ben said, yeah, we can do that. And he's just fiddling with his mic and it's throwing me off and I'm not. These bendy mics, man, they're like. It's too, too much bendiness. This thing's official. It is. <laughs> it's intimidating, isn't it? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I'll, I'll just let Ben get into it. What do you do at Farm Focused? Uh, so I guess to your story, um, like you said, we met you by way of the, the diesel tuning. Um, so still do a lot of that, um, primarily ag machines, combines, um, tractors, sprayers, some semi-trucks. Big wheels? Uh, yes. Okay. Yep. Um, so, so anyway, yeah, so I came up here, um, because we were going to shoot a video and do the combine and that went really well. And at the time I had this farm focused brand that we were doing the tuning under and working with some local farmers on some soil health products and things like that. And, and also we were growing the, the farm focused brand itself as its own brand, just a lifestyle brand, you know, and selling that stuff online and had the, had the website set up and those kinds of things. And you and I got to chat a little bit about what you guys were doing. And I said, well, it sounds like, you know, it's a real pain in the ass for you. Why don't you let us try it? Cause we, we kind of have the formula put together. I'm sure we could do it. You know, why not? And, and you were like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So then we started. Cause I was too busy to really like apparel isn't something that I wanted to spend a bunch of time on. But I had people asking about it. Yeah. People were interested. They wanted to buy stuff. So, yeah, we got to talking. and So, that, that was when you started apparel for other people other than your own? Right, yeah. Yeah, the first one was with Zach and, okay. and the Millennial Farmer line. Um, so, at that time, you were, you were hiring someone else to do the printing? In, in right, that part? yep. Yep, we were outsourcing everything. Um, we, we were keeping inventories in-house, but but we were outsourcing all the production. Okay, sure. So we were set up to, to buy the blank goods and everything at wholesale costs and then taking them to um, wholesale providers that would do the printing and the embroidery and those kinds of things that only worked with like, you know, people who were, who were getting it done in quantity. Right. You know, so then we, uh, so then we were having them do it. So we were having to buy a bunch of stuff at once and put it on the shelf and have it ready and hope it would sell and try to pick the right sizes and kind of learn how all that stuff worked. Um, and we did that for a while with, with a number of brands as other ones started coming on. Okay. So how many do you, I don't know, what would you call it? Represent now? Or how many do you work with? Yeah. Uh, I think on the website now we've got somewhere around 18 total, something like that. And these are all like, these are all farmers, right? (laughs) Yeah. So they're all, they're all involved in agriculture in one way or another. Farmers, ranchers, um, veterinarians, uh, things are, like that. Are they all, do they all also have a, uh, a social media presence? Yeah. Every one of them. They yeah. all do. Okay. Yep, for sure. The, the social media is really, I mean, that's, that's where it comes from. You know I mean? They have, that's, that's where their fans are. Those are the people that like, you know, really identify with them and want, want a piece of, of their brand to take home. Sure. You know? Yep. Yeah. So let's bring up, uh, when we first got into it, when we decided we wanted to do this, which was, uh, I mean, it would have been about this time of year, maybe a little sooner when we met and then we discussed it a little bit and we decided we wanted to do it. It was probably towards the end of harvest and like we rushed this deal yeah. Yeah. because 
it, it was Christmas was coming. That's right. Yep. And we finally decided like it's now or never. So we threw the designs up there and offered them. And I think we were like, we went for six days, right? Like it was only a pre-order only. That's what it was. It was yeah. six days yeah. pre-order. When that's done, like that's, that's the order. Christmas yep. is coming. If yep. you want it, buy it now. Yep. And I think we were heading down to Omaha. We were heading down to Omaha kind so of discussing it. And so I think, it was uh, for second week of December. Yeah, but I think I think we had already taken all the orders we knew oh, what you we had, had at that yeah, point. Yep, yep, because you already knew what you had sold. Yeah, but Ben, like I, I think I know the answer to this, but like what happened versus what the expectations were in that situation? <laughs> so at that, remembering back on that, at that time, we Which were, was only two years ago? Um. Yeah, it would have been it would have been two two Christmases ago. Coming yeah. up on three years. Yeah, right. Yep. Oh, it's coming up on yep. three years. Yeah, <clears throat> it is. Yep. Yeah this 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 December will be the that will be the third December because it was the first okay. it was the first year we went uh, farmer to farmer. Haven't we only been there twice? And we've been there twice. And now, yeah. Oh yeah, and this yeah. third be, one okay, should right. be coming yep. up in yep. a month. Yep. Yep. He's yep. right. So at that time, we uh, so we set up we set up the website and we set up the pre order. And, um, and we were working directly with a provider for the merchandise. And the only good way to do it was to do the pre-order because we needed to, we needed to tell them, here's exactly what we need. So we did the pre-order that went nuts. So I sent all the stuff to them and said, Hey, here's what we need. You know, here's the shirts, here's the designs that they had the designs, but here's the, the sizes and the quantities and all this kind of stuff. And, um, and so they start putting all together and they called me back and they're like, man, on two or three of these designs, the particular shirt that you have picked, like we're buying out the supplier. Like you can't even, we can't even get those. I'm like, <laughs> cause, cause the oh, volume was just so much more than what we yeah, expected yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, God, what do we do now? You know? And like, I'm a rookie in this arena. I mean, we're moving farm focus goods, but like, it's a few things here and there a month, you know, the brand's growing, whatever. So now all of a sudden we, you know, we have hundreds and hundreds of them. So then I start digging in, well, you know, how does this shirt game work? Where do we find these and that? So then we were able to find other styles um, that were essentially the same thing, you know, just with different tags or whatever, and then fill them all that way. So then they do all that production, send it. <clears throat> we, and this may come up, but at, at the time we, we had, not too long before that moved back to Nebraska and started the farm focus business. Yep. And we'll, uh, we'll dig into that too, yeah. is where this came from. Yeah. So at the time, my, my wife and myself and our three kids were living in the basement of her parents' house. So, oh, no. yeah. So we're trying to run a, <laughs> we're trying to run a business. Hold on. You were in the parent, the, the basement of her parents' house when that happened. Yes. <laughs> yes. I thought that was your living room. I was getting pictures of. No. Uh, oh man. Yeah. So it's like yeah. old, like, hi mom, dad. Um, by the way, we have a couple thousand shirts coming. <laughs> right. box. Right. So I did not so know that. Yeah. So these boxes start showing up. I mean, you're talking about <laughs> loads of them. Yeah. Like truckloads yes. of, yeah. Yes. And you, uh, and, and, and the hoodies, you try to stuff hoodies in these boxes. Like they can only fit like 15 hoodies in a box. Right. Know? Yeah. We got hundreds and hundreds of hoodies, <laughs> you know, on top of the t-shirts and, and all the other stuff. <clears throat> excuse me. So, so to set that stage, so we're there. So then we're like, at the right. in-laws house. Yeah. Let's never forget that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so we're like, how, how are we going to do this? I don't know. We're going to do it. So all the stuff starts coming in 
And, um, and they, they got, they got pretty nice house. Like the basement's really set up. It's basically like, it's basically like a house in the basement, you know, but this living room and kitchen area, we just start spreading everything out, putting it by size, by style, you know, and your entire living space, the whole place, the whole place. (laughs) Uh, Did mom and dad. Did you move them to a hotel or anything? No, they just stayed upstairs. <laughs> we, we were, this is why I didn't want to get into apparel. Because <laughs> yeah. I want to fill my house full of that shit. Yeah. I need Ben for that. Yeah, right. Or his, his in-laws. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it comes time to start putting everything together. And we were in this very new uh, shipping system as well. So it's integrating with the website. It's sending over all the all the all the shipping data to to make labels and these kinds of things. Um, and not only that, we're having to print you know the packing slips and this kind of stuff. We got just like a regular desktop printer. I mean, this thing's like smoking, running labels out of it, and and shipping uh, pack you know the 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 packing slips and that kind of stuff. Um, so it's just too much, man. So I call I call my buddies and like four or five, maybe six of them came over, the husbands and wives. And we all like over the course of like two or three days, my dad came over as well. Um, just all we did was just package and, and, and stick labels and try to figure out where to get packaging. Um, you know, like we're running to the post office, the post office will give you like those free bags, you know, where you could slide a shirt and those or whatever. Sure. Yeah. We had to go to like three post office because we'd go to one and they'd be like, no, this is all you can have. And I'm like, well, I got like 600 packages. And they're like, well, you get 20. I'm like, great. So then we'd have to go to the other post office down the street, try to get those. At any point, did any of your friends come over and be like, uh, Ben, dude, you, you yeah. might have been off more than you get to yeah, yeah, they totally did. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. That's the story of my life, man. That's the way that I've, I've always done things. It's like, uh, well, what's the saying? Like, I don't know where you just go in and just do it and then hold my beer. Watch this. Pretty yeah, much. I think that's that's <laughs> the much. thing. Yeah. I think, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So how uh, going into this? Like, did you have a figure in your mind as far as? And, and I should back up a little bit and say we sold it was just over two thousand pieces, right? If it I was, remember, yeah, yeah two thousand yeah. pieces, yeah, in six days. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden you've got to handle this. Yeah. What did you? What were you expecting when you did that? Did you? Did you, you know, have a number in your head? No, honestly, it wasn't really something I thought about, um, which, you know, is probably kind of stupid, but really it was, I was just like, I didn't really feel like it mattered. Like no matter what we'd figure it out and we did, but, um, but it was a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember talking before we, like, before we actually fully went, like went public or whatever you want to call it. We were talking on the phone maybe the night before, like this is either, this is either going to hit and we're going to sell a lot. Yeah. I remember Or this will be a total yeah. flop and we can forget mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Like and that's just, you ca- kept thinking the flop. I did. Yeah. I, you I kept, kept thinking, hey, cause I was like, talking to you about it and you really... kept telling me, you're like, I don't know. I mean, all this work to sell a hundred shirts, like, uh, you know, and, and I was like, hi, I kind of think you'll sell more than that. And we were kind of having that, having that chat back and forth. And yeah, I guess I would have, I would have guessed the, I don't know about 2000, but I think I would have maybe guessed a thousand. Yeah, I was blown away by it. And to be clear too, like we don't sell 2000 pieces a week. No, this was, I've been doing YouTube for two or three years. And all of a sudden I said, Hey, we got one week to get these orders in. And so people just started like 
they were you know, first time everybody was buying for their grandson and, right. it, it, yeah. and they were, they were for sure. And it was kind of the perfect storm in that it was like, it was really like your initial serious offering. Uh, it was right there at the holidays. So yep. people, you know, it was a perfect gift. Um, so all that just kind of came together. We had just got done with a harvest where the channel was rolling really good. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of views. And so I knew if we were going to do it, it was then and we never, we ran, we ran your primary logo, but we, like put a little twist on it with the, um, with the distressing and things like that to kind of give it kind of a m- more modern feel. Yep. And then we did a, a, a new unique design as well. If you remember that, it was kind of that wheel, that tire oh, yeah, yeah. thing um, yep. that no one had ever seen before, you know, outside of your regular logo. And uh, they all just went over well. Yeah. Yes. We, that- we, we made what that over the course of two days. So all my buddies drive trucks. We all drive trucks we would load them up. My dad, we were taking four trucks at a time, like four, pick, pickup trucks, pickup trucks, the beds as full as you could get them at a time convoy to the post office. We did that like three or four times over the course of those days. Did the, did the post office <clears throat> you're at get annoyed by that? Or how, I mean, how do you the, handle the that? post office is a funny thing because you get, you get some folks there who are like that. They're like, Oh God, you know, they roll their eyes, you know, when you pull up, they don't want to deal with the volume Yeah, But, really the majority of the people that we dealt with at the post office at that time. And really that we still deal with are very thankful for the business. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they, they need, yeah. People have to use the service. Yeah. 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 Yep. So that was, so, so that was two, call it two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now you have 18 Zacks. Yeah. So it's, it's not quite, um, 18 Zacks in terms of the volume. Right. <clears throat> but it's, it's 18, personalities. Um, there are a couple that are, you know, kind of push the volume that millennial farmer gear pushes. Um, but we've kind of taken the approach with, with a lot of folks, you know, if, if you go, if you go online, if you get in this business at all and you kind of see like the different companies that are kind of doing what we're doing, they all have like these minimum requirements. Like you can't, we won't work with you unless you have a hundred thousand subs, you know, or something like that. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we, which was actually one of the first companies we checked into before we got connected with you. Yeah. That was the deal. Sure. And you probably yeah. know the company. Yeah. 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 yeah yep. that you needed a hundred thousand subscribers or they weren't yep. even going to email you back kind of thing. Yep. And, okay. And, and this it, is somebody not in the egg space. Yeah. But the social media. Right. Uh, branding. Yeah. Were they, were stuff. they requiring you to take a bunch, um, uh, a bunch of inventory yourself. Honestly, when we emailed them, they basically got back to us and said, email us back when you hit hundred K and go pound sand. Yeah, pretty much kind of, like yeah. that. That was kind of, they said it nicer than that, but that's what they were saying. Yep. Right. Okay. And yeah. I think at the time we were maybe, I, I wouldn't, I don't even know. I don't remember. Yeah. Under a hundred, obviously. Yeah. It's, um, <clears throat> I get it. You know, now that we're in the business and, and we do it every day, I understand why, you know, those places want to take that approach, but we've kind of been taking the, the approach back to what you're saying, Randy, the number of people, um, where my main criteria is I got to talk to them first, like for a fair amount of time, um, really get to know who they are, make sure that what they're about and what they want to do fits with what we're about and what we want to do. You're not just going to make a shirt for anybody. Yeah. And, and we tried then to figure out and, and make a good educated guess on where's this person trying to go, you know, because just because they only have 40,000 or whatever, right. It doesn't mean that, you know, 
we can't grow with them and we can't help them grow. Yep. <clears throat> and that's, that's proven to be true with a couple of people that we've added to the site. And it's proven to also not with, with some folks as well, you know, and then we'll have those conversations where it's like, Hey, you know, I don't know that this really makes sense for you to keep doing this. You know, let's figure it out. But we try to set up our <clears throat> internally, our production where um, we're not having to invest a whole lot of money in that merchandise so that like we can do it real time. We can provide it real time so that if in the case that that brand just fails and they decide they don't want to do social media anymore, we're not, we're not stuck with a bunch of things sitting on the shelf that we can't right. do anything with. Yeah, you don't you know? have $10,000 worth of stuff yeah. there that nobody yeah. wants all of a sudden. Right, right. So part of that was you bought your own printer now, right? So you're doing a lot of yeah. your own printing. Yeah, we're doing 95% of it. You print that shirt you got on right there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And probably all these ones sitting behind yeah. us? Yeah, yep, we sure did. And, and you're running that off of one printer. So is it one shirt at a time? It's one shirt at a time. Yep. It is. So, who, and it's just you and your wife working there, right? At, as of this very moment, yes. Um, up until a month ago or something like that, my daughter, my oldest daughter was helping us. She went back to college. And then just last week, we did hire someone that's supposed to start in another week. So, okay. But yeah, yeah my wife and I, it's, it's full-time you know, with the two of us, it, it's more than full time. And you're yeah. out of, you're out of the in-laws or you're yeah. still in the in-laws. Yeah. Yeah. We're finally out of there. <laughs> did they kick you out or did you move out? Uh, I, they, they probably wanted to kick us out, but <laughs> take your shirts and get the hell out yeah. of our house. Yeah. <laughs> take your shirts there, apparel boy and go. <laughs> so like what, what was, hi Tina. Hi. Now we got a Googler. Oh, I gotta go. Oh, she doesn't want to be the Googler. Oh, she just came to get her children. <laughs> Um, what, what, like from your in-laws, what were they thinking when their house filled up with this stuff? Were they, were they happy because their son-in-law was like hit on that or were they, were they more annoyed? I, I think in general, um, with the stuff that I've done with the business and, 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 you know, and you hear about like younger folks, I mean, I'm not really a younger folk anymore, but, um, but you were two and a half years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like going out and like trying to start a business and, and like basically like not following that path where you go to college, you get your degree, you go get a corporate job, you work that nine to five grind for, you know, 50 years and then you get retirement and you move on, you know, like for a lot of the older generation that has that, that's what they've always done. That's what they've always known. If you're not doing that, um, you, you, you must be doing something wrong. Like, like what the heck's going on with you? You know what right. I mean? I think that's just in general, that feeling. Get that um, traditional secure job. Yeah. Which yep. I think now, you know, our generation isn't necessarily going to look at our kids that way. For sure. But, yeah. but that generation definitely did. Yeah. 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 Like if you didn't, you didn't go out and go to school. Yeah. What are you thinking? You'll never, you'll never work anywhere. You'll yeah. never make any real money. And they, you know, that being said, I mean, they never like talked negative to me or, or anything like that. Like we didn't have that conversation, but I'm sure in the back of their mind, they were just thinking to themselves, why can't Ben just go get a regular job and provide <laughs> Stop for filling our basement? My daughter, daughter. useless t-shirts, yeah, right? <laughs> our daughter married a fruit loop. <laughs> <laughs> and, and not to mention like to start the business, the job that I left and the life we had been leading before and all I that. Was just going to go there. Yeah. So that, that was, I mean, it's, it's a big change. So to answer the question that you just, that you, that you just posed, um, they, I think they definitely thought it was weird. They were supportive though 
in the fact that they let us live there and, and, and let us really do it, come, come and go as we please, you know, never really said anything about it. So it worked out really well. Yeah. And now I'd imagine they're, they're, they, they're probably pretty psyched to see this thing taken off on you. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, they, uh, they talked to me about, um, you know, the different brands, they wear the gear. Um, yeah. I mean, I think you, they are. Probably and you've since, you built the house, right? Yeah. You just yep. finished building yep. house or yep. your head or. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. We've been there for almost, well, I guess about a year in the okay. new house. Yeah. I think you were trying to finish it up when we were at Husker Harvest a year ago, yeah. weren't we? Yeah. Or weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so which because you, you kind of built this thing. Yeah, I was you swung very, the hammer. Very right? heavily involved in the building process. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So did you build it in mind that your in-laws might come live with you someday in the basement? <laughs> <laughs> we actually built this house um, with the thought in mind that it was just going to kind of be a stepping stone to get back to our family farm and property that we have uh, out there. Gotcha. But um, but we did build it in mind knowing that we we're going to be moving the business there. Sure. So kind of spaced it out in the basement to where that's where that yep. was going to go sure. until the business continued to grow. So, so, uh, so let's go back to 12 year old Ben. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where was 12 year old Ben? What was he doing? Um, so, and if it's the horse situation we brought up earlier and this is too painful for you, you can skip it. <laughs> there was some horses involved, but not the way that you guys are hoping it was involved. I think. <laughs> um, so my, my family raised horses. Um, we were on about 40 acres, uh, south of town. And so that was, that was, I mean, that was what we did. That was what we spent all of our time doing. Um, raising south of what town? Uh, Plattsmouth is the town that we okay. were closest to. Um, did you have any horses named buttercup? No, I don't remember a buttercup. I thought that was like the only name you could have for a horse. <laughs> it is kind of a popular Elm, name. Yeah. Elm, Elmer. Elmer. Elmer's. Mr. Mr. I was, I was thinking more of the glue. The glue. <laughs> Come on. Um, I personally, I was never like real big into the horses. Although at that age, I, I was in 4-H. We showed them. Um, you know, we did all those different things that go along with that. Um, but not too long after that, I got dirt bikes and I wasn't big on horses. My sister was huge, still is. Um, right. Why would I ride this animal? I got, I have an yeah. engine under my Yeah. I mean, they talked back and they would, they did what they wanted to do, you know. But uh Beautiful animals, but, um, so we, no, you better not do that. Definitely think the girls would kill you. <laughs> my, my nine-year-old just came and asked, he, he, he stepped in the middle of the podcast to ask Zach if he could take home a kitten, <laughs> which the answer is no. He has tricked me before a couple times. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure my daughters, it, like you'd ruin their life. Yep. If you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, you have heard us talk about FBN Direct as the place where you can get the lowest prices on herbicides, fungicides, pesticides, adjuvants, basically everything that you need to keep your crops healthy and growing. Well, here's something new. Now everybody can see the chemical prices online at FBN.com. So even if you're not an FBN member, this is your chance to see what we've been talking about. They have opened up the doors to help farmers out there so that you can see exactly how much you could be saving. These are big savings that can help your farm win this crop year. Join FBN and become a member. Call 844-200-FARM, 844-200-FARM, or check out FBN.com. 
we all know that tiling can be one of the best investments you can make for your operation's bottom line, but did you know that the quality of tile installed can also have a big impact? My friends over at ADS Agriculture are obsessed with three things, quality products, increasing yields, and becoming a leader in sustainability. I think that's something that we can all get behind. In fact, ADS is now actually the second largest recycler in all of North America. ADS engineers design products that are durable enough to handle heavy soil loads and flexible enough for easy installs, and most importantly, they're built to handle crazy Midwest weather. The offerings go beyond traditional drainage products too. Lift stations to water control structures, ADS can tailor a custom solution to give your yields a sustainable lift. For me, there's nothing more exciting than looking at my yield monitor during harvest and seeing the areas where I'm making more money because of the drain tile that I've installed. I know what brand of tile is buried beneath my fields, and that is ADS, the pipe with the green stripe. You're not going to out-cute my daughters, Ollie. You can give that up. <laughs> Good night, Plus buddy. They, Love you. They have ground squirrel all over them, too. You don't really want any of that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Definitely not. <laughs> Sorry about that. No. Oh, no, I feel so bad. I let him down. I was going to let him down either way. So don't, don't worry about it. Okay, good. I would have given him one. <laughs> I wouldn't really, I mean, he could have just taken it and I wouldn't have noticed till the girls were screaming that the kid was missing. <laughs> the owl. <laughs> Let's not go there. All right. We were talking to Ben. <laughs> have you heard that story, Ben? Oh yeah. I've okay. It, All right. Yeah. Carry on. You, so you, you, and you, found, you found dirt bikes. Yeah. Yeah. So we, it, and, but still we spend a lot of time with the horses. You know, it's a lot of work with the hay and, and cleaning the stalls and all the, you know, chores and everything that goes on with it, but it's good work. Um, so my, you know, my parents, they, they raised horses. Um, we, uh, boarded horses for other folks, um, had a stud. So he'd get studded out, <clears throat> which is, um, Actually, what I was thinking in my mind earlier when we my were, parents had a stud too. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it was you know so full on full on horse operation. <clears throat> um, so how many horses did you have at a time? I think at 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 its peak there was probably like thirty or forty out there. Holy cow! It's a lot of horses. Yeah. <clears throat> how how many of those? So when you board a ho- do they all have to be in their own stall? Like you see the fancy horse not, barns. Not necessarily. The, no. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, you know, just depend on how they get along. Sure. You know. Okay. So you've got you've got them pastured or Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And most of the time they would be pastured. They'd come in. Certain ones would come in to eat. Okay. Um, certain ones would sure. have to be in at certain times in the winter. So so when someone comes to see their horse, do they do they saddle it up and ride it? Yeah. And just ride yeah. do you have an arena for them then? Or yeah, there's they, arena. There's a lot of like riding trails out there. Oh, okay. You know, just, out in the country, sure. You know they can yep. just kind of do what they want. They still do this. Uh, so the 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 property's still there. There's still horses there. Um, they're not boarding. They're just my family's horses now. Um, up until just a few months ago, my sister had all of hers there. She just moved out west. She's big into uh, barrel racing. She travels all over the Midwest barrel racing. Um, she's got a bigger truck than mine and a monster trailer. You know, pulling that pulling them around all the time. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a few, there's still a few animals out there, but it's not really a, it's not a, it's not really a business anymore. Like it was. Okay, sure. You know? Yeah. So what, did they do that together? Yeah. My, so my mom had horses from, you know, about when she could walk. It was just like something she really loved. Her family didn't, wasn't into that. It was just something she latched onto. Yeah. Um, 
So then my dad, my dad's full-time police officer and my dad um, actually pulled her over and that's how they met. Was she on a oh, horse? No. Uh, no, no. <laughs> yeah. What what did she get pulled over for? I think it was speeding. Yeah. Was she driving way too fast? <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess she was. Yeah. Because I was driving way too fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think cops are supposed to do that, are they? Pick up the chicks they pull over? Probably not. No. Yeah, probably not. You definitely couldn't do that today. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So how did he get in touch? Did he know who she was? I have a lot of uh, questions. Not on when that. he pulled her over, but I mean, once he got her license and everything. Yeah. I mean, he, did he give her a ticket? I don't think so. No. no. Imagine that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what do you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned a little bit earlier about, um, like the, the corporate job, the nine to five, yeah. this and that, yeah. and you starting a company and, yeah. and moving into your parents' house. I know from the conversation we had earlier in the combine, um, that like, that's not the path you were on for a long time. So you actually quit a corporate job. Explain what you did there. Like what, what brought you to that and how you ended up with farm focus. Cause that was yeah. not like farm focus. Wasn't something you had on your mind 10 years ago, I imagine. No, it, being an entrepreneur and having my own business has always been on my mind. And that, that goes back to the horse thing. I mean, my parents ran that business. As I said, my dad was a police officer, but my mom, as long as I can remember, has always had her own business outside of the horses as well. She works in corporate um, coaching and consulting and things like that. So it's always something I've been exposed to. Um, So I guess it's always been in the back of my mind, but I went to college, got a business degree, got involved in corporate America, um, went to work for the largest auto parts supplier in the country, probably in the world at this point. And, and my wife and, and our kids, we moved around the U.S. a number of different times over the course of eight to 10 years. For this job. Yeah. Yep. And um, the last place we were before we came back home was in Knoxville, Tennessee. And it would be something that by, you know, most people's measure would be considered a really good job. You know, I mean, it's good, good pay, company car, company benefits, nice house, you know, all the different things that would, you know, that you, you'd paint that picture or whatever. But, um, I just, I wouldn't happy doing it. You know, it just was, it just was not my thing that, that just that day-to-day grind, the, the pressures of, you know, it's, it's never enough, you know, you hit, hit this goal, hit that goal. And then yeah. tomorrow it's another one. And it's just, it, it just. Now you gotta be 10%, you know, yeah, what you did last yeah, time. Yeah. And like, and you could kick ass and have an, an awesome year. And then they're like, all right, well, great job. Now you, now here's another 10% for next year, yeah. you know? And, and meanwhile, you had set records the year before, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you just got to take dive years and they'll never expect too much. Well, out of you. and the guys that make a career of it, that that's not a joke. They do. They go, they do it that way. They'll purposely like they're, they're almost like, cause they I take would, a dive to pad the stats the next year. Yeah. Cause you have, you, you have quotas, you have these, these sales and profit quotas and whatever. And they're based off of last year's numbers always. And I, I assume you're getting bonuses off of, absolutely off of the yeah. sales from yeah. last year's sales yes. off of increase in sales. Yeah. Yeah off of these quotas that they set, but it was just a constant grind, man. And, 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 and the, you know, the red tape and just trying to get something done and you can't, and it was just, it just really confirmed for me what I had, what I had always felt that I wanted to run my own business. I want to start something, you know, so we you just wanted to set the damn quotas. I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, and uh, yeah. And they'd be realistic, you know? Right. But, um, 
so I, you know, it was coming to a head and, and I had told my wife it was coming to a head and she knew it. I mean, I was bringing it home, you know, I was, and was what's one of the things that I hated so much as well. I'd come home angry, you know, and, and I didn't want to do that anymore. Yeah. So we decided to bail. So you bailed on it when you were in Knoxville, Tennessee area, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You bailed on it yeah. and right away moved, moved all the way back to moved straight back home. Yep. To your in-laws place. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's, so that's when you started Farm Focus. That's when I started Farm Focused as the company that was doing the agricultural tuning, the diesel tuning, and working on soil health with local farmers. Okay. Yep. So I was on the road every day in my truck, knocking on doors, just telling people what we're doing and trying to pick up business. Did you enjoy that? I did. Yeah. You did. Yep. So you just randomly show up, drive up the driveway and go talk to the farmer? Yep. Did you get chased off ever? No. Nobody was really inviting and very nice. And I mean, it, every now and then you'd have someone that would just be like, nah, you know, I'm not interested, whatever. But no one would ever tell you to screw off or something, you know? Sure. Yep. Did you imagine that farm focus would go to where it is right now? No. No, that no. just, that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Life, I, life I, opens doors of opportunity and yeah, you got to recognize it. I definitely pictured it as, you know, we, we would be doing that soil thing big time. The diesel thing was another piece that would continue to grow. The, I, when I started the business, I thought it's going to be, we're going to build it on agricultural efficiencies. We're going to bring efficiencies to the farm. And those two things fit perfectly with that. They help yep. the farm become more efficient. And then I figured down the road, we'd find more things that we, efficiencies we could offer. Yeah, I had seed companies left and right. Hey, sell seed, you know, but to me, that was just another thing that a farmer sees all the time. We needed stuff that was going to bring some differences, you know? Right. Um, and then, like I said, this, so then we started doing our own apparel and it was really just for giveaways, you know, like, Hey, thanks for being a good customer. Here's a shirt, hat, whatever, you know, all the people do that. And then, um, folks started asking for it because the logo, we did the logo design and it ended up coming out really cool. It did. Yeah. It's a good logo. Catchy, you know? And people are always asking about it. So we said, well, I think we got something else here. We have a whole nother piece. Let's build this brand, you know, this lifestyle brand. And so then that's what that led to, to how our conversation started. And you're still doing the tunes though, the diesel tunes, Absolutely. which yep. is what actually brought you up here today. Yep. yep. You were halfway here anyway, when you called yep. yep. and you had to pick up the new, the new and improved 2021 millennial farmer calendars that I had <laughs> right. here yep. that I didn't want to ship to you for $200. Yep. Exactly. So yep. we brought them up here. So by the way, everybody, we still have the vintage calendars for sale. Are Those are like a hot commodity. Now you can get a, <laughs> get yourself a vintage 2020 millennial farmer calendar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's a nostalgic thing, you know, you better act fast because yeah. they're running out. Yeah. They're, are they? They're yeah. getting thin. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. We don't want too many vintage calendars <laughs> to be held over. <laughs> yep. do, you, do you prorate them? Um, so if you buy them now, they're, uh, they're, uh, what are they, uh, uh, one third off or no one that probably would, <laughs> that probably would be a good idea, but I'd be pretty happy yeah. if you, if you, yeah, just, just <laughs> please take them. I, th- I thought they were worth more now cause they're vintage. You know, I did too. So now it's an exclusive offer. You can yeah. get the vintage calendar for the same price as the actual calendar. Exactly. Yeah. So if yeah. you just double that, you get a 2021 calendar with it. Yeah. And that's a, that's a uh, hell of a deal. You should promote the 2021 calendars. And while supplies last, you get a free 2020 calendar, like the first 30 orders or whatever. Should, should we do that? Should we say something that? to think about. Or you could be like, <clears throat> I think they're like, what, 10 bucks or something like that? 
I don't even remember. I don't know either. I think they're 10 bucks. So you could get one for 10 or you could get two for 20 for 20. (laughs) (laughs) That reminds me of when Becky handled the chicken poop bingo at the local small town. Right. The, the, like the local small town is it fundraiser for a couple different things. Yeah. Fundraiser. It was was the town festivities and they had a fundraiser for the after school program. Yeah. So there's chicken poop bingo. That's this big bingo board. And you toss a bunch of chickens in there under the cage and then mm-hmm. you wait till there's, till they get bingo with the chicken shit. Right. <laughs> yep. And it was like you, so you buy the squares and it was, what was it? It was, uh, it was $3 a square or you get a good deal. You could get three for 10. and the best part was that for like the first three hours everybody's just coming up like oh yeah i'll just do the three for (laughs) ten until one person was like wait a second that doesn't make sense (laughs) three individuals it was probably and it was probably casey who caught that (laughs) i bet it was he was like wait 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 if i buy three i should get them for 850 yeah (laughs) that's funny (laughs) so casey's the guy who who did, have we told that story on, on off the husk where like we were, we've down told the, it a few times, but I don't know if it's been on off the husk or not. He's tight. His wallet creaks. It's yeah. thick, but it creaks. Yep. Yeah. It, like, so we stop at a McDonald's on the way down to, uh, on the way down to Louisville. Louisville. Yep. And, um, down there, down to it on the way down. Yeah. And, and we, Randy and I each get our, we like, we order our breakfast and he walks up and orders a, like an egg. This was after Casey and I had both our, our fire department shirts on. Yes. So she gave us the fire department discount, right. which is half off. Nice. So these egg McMuffin things are like a buck 40. Yeah. Like they cost nothing, right? Just buy as many as you can. They're delicious. <laughs> yeah. And it was like two for a dollar 40. Yeah. And then he, he orders them and she goes, oh, would you like cheese on them? And he's like, uh, is that extra? And she looked like, yep, that'll be it was like 16 cents. Right. It was ridiculously cheap. Which to and me was a weird question anyway. Well, yeah, I want cheese on them. It's a <laughs> breakfast sandwich. Like, so, you make those without cheese? So he, so he, or he, no, that's fine. Without cheese. So he's, he's sitting there pissed off eating the first <laughs> In half the back of, of my pickup, just groaning like, oh, this damn, these things are so good. It was a dry sausage biscuit with no <laughs> cheese. It looked horrible. <laughs> Meanwhile, Randy and I are just like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> he, throws, he throws the second one away and he's like, oh, that thing tastes like shit without cheese. You <laughs> just ordered the damn thing with cheese. Mine was good. Yeah. Yeah, but he still has that 16 cents. And but you know if we what? went back there, he will do the same thing again. Yeah. It's just yeah. weird. But in his defense, if you invest that 16 cents properly over the next 30 years, right? I mean, that's like 75 cents probably. And he, he probably at did. Least. He probably did. When yeah. he got home from that trip, he's like, Ooh, that's 16 Ooh. cents. That's right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> put this in the proper account. <laughs> uh, let's get into the tuning, the yeah. diesel tuning. Yeah. Uh, most of the stuff you tune is, is egg stuff, but right. is it, is it all egg stuff? You do pickups. I mean, what, like, what's the scope of what you're working with? Yeah. Tuning wise, um, anything that's diesel powered that is controlled by, uh, an engine computer, we can tune for the most part, but our sweet spot is ag. So 
we're definitely spending the majority of our time combines, tractors, do some sprayers here and there. Not a lot of sprayers are short on power. Um, and then some semi trucks on the farm as well. And it's not like one specific, this is, this is all, all across the board, right? Yeah. Not one specific the, brand. The thing is with, um, with a lot of brands, when you, when you dig into them, they're using, um, either the same manufactured engines or same, same manufactured computers. Like they're buying the computers from someone else and then installing those in their machines. Now, there's certain brands that don't do that, but a lot of them do. So that same computer might be used across a number of different brands. And all we care about is talking to the computer. Sure. Well, um, what's your thoughts on what everybody is thinking right now? The right to repair mm-hmm. and we can stay away from, from specific manufacturers here, but yeah. like what, What's your thoughts on all that? And I know that the right to repair in general, particularly when it comes to the egg side, like that whole right to repair is this big umbrella that lies over a lot of different things. Yeah. Like a lot of different technology. It, yeah. it doesn't have anything to do specifically with specific companies saying that farmers can't work on their tractors. Right. right. It, it just, it kind of got lumped in there. Yep. Yep. If you want a beer, you have to. I'm still good. Okay. All right. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) So it it, it got lumped in there and it's a controversial thing. And it's like, to me, I can see it from both sides. Yeah. I think, Mm -hmm. but I want to hear, I want to hear your take on, on that and go wherever you want. Yeah. For us. I mean, as far as the tuning goes, that particular concept would directly affect the tuning. Great taste, less filling. Stuff so bad. Rockies, Rockies. No, it's not bad. Man, it's Miller Lite. It's well aged. Yeah. yeah. Well skunked. Um. So if if they if they're if they get that through, um, tuning basically is done. Um, above board, right? I mean, someone's still gonna do it. And that that's but, for like when you say tuning is basically done, you're talking every manufacturer. Yeah. And then that goes, that'll go for pickups and, and, and semi trucks. Well, I don't think so. I think there's some, I think there's some specifics in whatever that legislation is that there's a couple manufacturers that are specifically pushing it and it's for specific technologies. Um, but there will be a lot that will fall under that for sure. Um, but also with what we deal with, we run into a number of guys who have machines that have trouble and they're out in the middle of nowhere, like a lot of farms are, and they're nowhere close to a dealership, but there is a local repair guy. Yep. And the local repair guy needs access to these computers and to this software. I mean, they just do. That's how these new machines are. And especially if it's out of warranty, I mean, gosh dang, what does it matter? You know, but so though, so we run into that, we run into it on the tuning side. Um, as far as tuning goes, uh, you know, like we've talked about, you can take just about any manufacturer and they build these things in a certain series. And depending on the manufacturer, like we won't spend a lot of time on the, on the specifics, but within that series, a lot of things are very, very similar mechanically. And, but each machine as it goes up in the series has more horsepower. So we at farm focused, we're farm focused. We're the, we're kind of the tuning and testing branch We're the install and the testing branch, the software engineers, our calibrated power solutions. And we talked about that on the, um, on the YouTube video that we did with you on your combine. Yep. 
Yep. So calibrated power solutions are who we work with that actually make the software adjustments. So those guys have everything in their office on their computers that gives them access to this, these software um, tables that make the engine run and they know where to make the adjustments. And then we're doing the testing with the dyno and the installs and the field testing and so on and so forth. Um, so those guys are able to go in. They've identified the proper adjustments. If you take a machine in a series to take it the next up in the series or two up in the series or whatever the case may be, right? Whatever we determine is, is safe because we're not going to go break somebody's $400,000 machine, right? We're, we're going to build the tune to how it's safe and how it should be. Um, and then that's the way that we do them. Now, as far as, as far as right to repair goes and, and the problem that some of these manufacturers have with people having access to that kind of thing. Yes. Tuning is part of that. Um, and my opinion based on what we do is all we're doing is we're hurting their pocketbook. You know, I mean, we're, 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 we're enabling somebody to take a machine that came from the factory at a lower horsepower and turn it up to a higher horsepower for $50,000 less than what they would spend. Right. Dealership. So for those who may not be following entirely, what, what can happen and does happen is, is a manufacturer will build essentially the same machine yet there's four or five, six, eight different models across that same machine. It's got the same engine. It's got the same frame. It's got the same parts and components, but the software that runs that engine is programmed differently. I mean, am I saying that correctly to try and keep that simple? You, you are to keep it at its simplest. Yes. And to be fair, there are machines in certain series that there are little differences as you go up, you know, through the series. Sure. Uh, there'll be little mechanical differences to try to, to try to keep up with the extra horsepower. Yes. Or the extra job that that extra horsepower extra is expected to what, do. Right. Yep. 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 And so what you can do is you can come in there and reprogram that software yep. and say, we don't want this machine to be a 300 horsepower tractor anymore. Now it's 300. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, and, and for me, I did mean, did I say that I meant you, 350? Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> for me, it, you know, and you've been in, in performance, you know, engine performance and engine building and these kinds of things. I've been in, in vehicle, into vehicles and into performance and, and working on them all that my, my whole life. So this thing, as far as diesel tuning was just a natural fit was one of the reasons why I added it. But I really don't see the difference. I mean, we've been souping up machines for, for years. Uh, now all we're doing is we're, we're taking that, um, that spirit and applying it to a machine that needs to go to work and not pushing it past its limits. I mean, we don't, there's probably other tuners out there that do, and they're probably breaking stuff. And, and to the point of some of these manufacturers and why they're worried, making something unsafe, right? That's absolutely can be done with software. Do we do it? No, we don't. I promise you we don't. I know we don't. I never would, but can it be done? Yes, it can. And that's one of the reasons why they don't, they don't want people messing with it. Yeah. And cause you're at the mercy of someone else, just not jacking this thing up. And they're, and they're doing apart. something that you can't see. You know what I mean? Like they're adjusting software. You, you would have no idea. You can't tell them, Hey, show me your computer and, and what's going on in the software. Cause even if they did show you, you wouldn't be able to read it. Right. It's just a bunch of numbers, you know? Yeah. So that, I guess that would be my defense for the manufacturers is that, look, you come in and you program my machine to do something that it wasn't 
supposedly designed to do when it came from the factory and all of a sudden it's got 50 or 100 horsepower more and you're putting it through more stress and then something does break, whether it is because of the added load or because of the added horsepower or not, it's going to come back on the manufacturer in some way a lot of the time, right? So now they got to say, they either have to stand behind it or not and decide whether they should or not. So it, it puts them in a tough spot. So I, like I say, I can see it from both sides because mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm a farmer that buys a 300 horsepower tractor that may be exactly identical, identical to the neighbor's 350 horsepower tractor, mm-hmm. but he paid 60 grand more for his yep. for the same machine. Yeah. And, and realistically, depending on what machine that is and what manufacturer and what series and all that, there's no reason why it can't be turned up that 50 horsepower and still be safe. And still be safe. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Most guys that we deal with are, are tuning machines out of warranty. We do have guys that don't care about that and they do it in warranty. Um, but, you know, that's another piece. So that, uh, I guess that was my next question. If something is out of warranty at that point, why should it matter? Yeah. You know, why does it matter what, what I would do with my 1978 Silverado? I can tear that down as much as I want, do whatever I want to. Right. As long as it's street legal. The only thing I'd add to that, uh, so like our, our 9560RT on a deer, um, I think they're 12s, and this would have been a couple of years ago. So seven years old, you know, well out of warranty, uh, has a transmission go out of it. Yep. Get a $64,000 bill. Deer covered all but 16000 of that because it shouldn't have failed at 2,000 hours. So they did cover that. So even though it was out of warranty, they came back and said, hey, we, we feel like that should have held up better. Here, we're going to make this PIP a product improvement, whatever it's called. We have uh, the same. I mean, and then and then they cover up that point. So that would be the argument of if it's out of warranty. Yeah. Yep. Okay, gloves are off. We're not going to stand behind our equipment anymore. Right. So we got the same thing, 2012 or 13, 9560 RT, yep. same tractor, same problem same situation and they helped us out on that. It's still a big bill for us. Right. But they stood behind a lot of that when, you know, they, they, they probably wouldn't, if they wouldn't have to, right. Right. And, but I think most manufacturers would in that case, but yeah, but yeah, that's, I, I, how do they know whether you put that transmission under exceptional load or. And like you say, if they don't know, I mean, we could have had someone come in and tune it and give us 200, more horsepower. I, I would assume you'd have a bunch of other codes going on at that yeah, point. Yeah, it'd be too much. Yeah. Um, but, uh, um, you know, so I, I, I kind of get that part too, I guess. Yeah. And for us, the way we approach it, like you take a machine like that, that machine's top of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't have much room for safe power increase in that. And, and for what we would be willing to do to that machine, most guys would say, ah, it's not really worth buying the tune. Right. You, you basically you'd maybe uh, uh, just make it perform a little better, uh, a little better fuel economy or something like that. Or? Usually, it's it's a percentage improvement in in torque, and then you know that converts to horsepower. Okay. But when you're at the top of the series like that, that motor is definitely capable of producing more power safely, but not a whole lot more. Okay. I mean, you're talking like less than ten percent. Okay. And, and for a lot of guys, you know, for that kind of number, they're like, well, I'm not going to pay for that right. for less than 10%. Yep. Sure. Know. Okay. So to be, I guess, to be fair on the other side of things too, I mean, we would welcome somebody 
from the other side of the aisle to come and sit on this podcast sometime. Right. And whether that's micro or not, (laughs) (laughs) who still hasn't called us and I'm starting to get a little upset, but I I think I maybe gave my wrong number. Should reach back out and we should. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably what it is. Must've been what happened. Yeah. Yeah. He's been trying. (laughs) He's probably listening to this right now, yelling at his radio about how he's tried. I've tried nine times. (laughs) I keep getting Judy. (laughs) (laughs) Just keeps on micro. Just keeps annoying some little old lady named Judy. Yeah. That's what we'll do. We'll start rumors about Mike. If he doesn't call us and come on the show with us. Judy's wondering what off the husk is. (laughs) Oh, she knows. Let's be real. Every Judy listens to this show. (laughs) I think that would be a great idea though, because I think you'd be able to get some perspective from some of those guys that hasn't been talked about because it's all, it's all hearsay. You know, I mean, I, I hear stuff all the time. Right. I mean, I've had guys call me, you know, with a machine that, they're, the next one, they've got one up in the series that's 50 horsepower more, and their dealer tells them, well, if you put that 50 horse to it, you know, I mean, you're just going to wear that thing out quicker, and you're just going to have trouble quicker. But if you, if, you break, if you take that back a little bit, so then are you saying that if I were to buy the machine from you that came 50 higher, that I should expect shorter life on it? Right. You know, like that's the kind of stuff that's being said that doesn't make any sense. Are they still thinking back to, you know, five, maybe 10 years ago when, when the way to boost a tractor was to give it more fuel pressure? You just turned up the pump. You just crank up the, like the fuel rail pressure. You just crank it up. Right. And then you end up with problems. Like you're not tuning the whole engine. Like we talked about earlier, depending on the tuner and the adjustments that they're they're making, there are tuners doing just that. Mm -hmm. Just, just add a little more cranking fuel to it. Yeah. yeah. And cause you can in software, but you shouldn't because when you do, and those guys start talking about safety problems, there's things that go on in the, in the logic in these computers, especially in these modern emissions machines. Um, as an example, how a machine decides to run regen and clean the DPF out that has one of those things has to do with fuel usage. When you go on the computer and you change the fuel usage parameters, it doesn't actually realize that, that, that you've changed those. So now all of a sudden your emission systems are off. Not only that, there's, there's algorithms in there that have to do with the EGT calculations. Those have to do with fuel usage. If your machine doesn't realize it's using more fuel than it was at its factory state, now your EGTs are wrong. So from a, from a safety standpoint, now you could get yourself into a situation where you might melt your turbo down because the tunes are screwed up. Like that stuff can happen. Yeah. So it does well, matter. The machines are cheap. Yeah, right. So it does matter who your tuner is. It absolutely matters. And the other thing is a lot of guys, and, and, and most guys most guys who are listening to this right now understand what a chip is, a power chip, right? That's That was the way it was always done. Yep. And those are the things that are fooling the computers. And those are the things that have given this industry a bad name because that's all they are is fooler boxes. Yep, because you plug that chip in and you trick the thing into just yep. pumping more fuel in there. Yep. And... And I don't know a guy that, that hasn't run one of those that has run one of those that has not had engine codes, temperature codes, fuel problems, because eventually that's going to happen. The machines are too smart. They're very smart. Machines are too smart, and pretty soon they're going to become self-aware, <laughs> yeah. and then we're going to have a Skynet problem. <laughs> that's where the real issue will come in. Yeah, yeah. once we have a Skynet issue, <laughs> and the cybernetic organisms are running all over. <laughs> Could, I wonder, could you tune a cybernetic organism? I would think so. I mean, they're just computer, right? 
if they let us. Well, but they're a computer from the future, so I don't know if like the programming would be totally different. <laughs> Thirty years from now, someone's going to get all this podcast. Like you idiots! <laughs> Everybody <laughs> knows how to tune a cybernetic <laughs> organism. <laughs> Actually, that's probably in the past now, isn't it? What year was it when the world was supposed to end in the? Uh, which time? There was a there wasn't there a twenty twenty one. 2020 or 2012? No, I mean like with the Terminator series. Right, but I, I was just meant in all. How many in times? All. How oh, many yeah, times the world's supposed had. to end several times yeah. a year, it seems like. Yeah. I saw someone posted today that um, I think Mad Max is 2021. That's when it was set. I don't I don't know what that is. Mad Max? Uh-uh. Oh. Never mind. I know the is Terminator that, series. The, the movie. The movie. Is that, the car, is that, that the car one? That future one? Yeah, there was there's like the the one of the modern versions that just came out where um they're running like all those like they just make their own vehicles and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Where's our Googler? It's I like need somebody it's to like Google Mad an apocalypse scenario, you know, kind of thing. You you have the computer. But anyway, that's next year, so we don't have to worry about it. Yeah. This podcast will be out by then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People will hear <laughs> before the world comes to an end. Yeah. Randy, you got questions left? Becky, you got um, questions? I, I do have uh, uh, more of a comment. Okay, let's hear the comment. So we were talking about uh, uh, we were talking about some of the MPL apparel uh-huh. the other day at home. Uh-huh. So Milo brought up a good because he uh, was talking about the the, the sleeveless shirts. Uh-huh. So Milo thought instead of coming out with sleeveless shirts, we should come out with MPL scissors. <laughs> so people can make their own sleeveless shirts. Yeah, <laughs> this sounds like an Ollie idea, idea. idea. But this was Milo that came up. I'm with pretty that. sure it was Milo, but it, it could have been Ollie. I was trying to remember which one was telling me or come up with that. But yep. yeah, it does sound a little more Ollie. Every T-shirt comes with a like a blaze orange pair of Fiskars, right? To cut the sleeves yep. off with. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> I like it. And a vintage millennial farmer calendar <laughs> <laughs> or two. Or two, yeah. <laughs> so what's the timeline on all this? So you moved back to your in-laws. It would have been, um, it was, it was 2015, 2016, right? 20, okay. Yeah. So then, uh, um, so you, you started doing stuff for Zach within just, uh, just like a year. That would have been 18. Was that 18? I think so. Yeah. I think it was, I think this will be, because this is our third harvest with the combine. Yeah, it was a holiday season in 18. I think so. Yeah. So it, it was two years ago. Yeah, sure. 18. Just okay. to go over two years We didn't ago. really even get heavy in, um, in farm focus, like branding and, and apparel for a couple of years, year at least. Okay. From when we started. So yeah. it was pretty early on in the, in the business in that. Yeah. That all of a sudden you had yeah. truckloads. I mean, we of put shirts. the logo together and all that kind of stuff in 15. Okay. Sure. And got everything um, trademarked and all that, you know? Yep. But then really didn't start getting heavy in apparel until then. Okay. Yeah. Sure. What's your wife think about all this? We, we haven't asked that. That's she, like, that's the hard question. Yeah. She's, what did she think of you quitting the good job and moving back to the dry line? She was, she was really supportive when, when, I decided like I had had enough of that. And I think a lot of it was because like I told you guys before, like just the attitudes I was bringing home and stuff like that, you know, and just not, she knew that you weren't that happy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So that was, you know, I mean, she wanted that to be better. You know, it's better for all of us. 
Um, and then this thing is, you know, this business has really turned into a lot of things and it's gone to where it takes her whole day also. And that's been one of those things where like anybody who's ever done something where like you've had your, your spouse involved in it, you go through these growing pains, um, to where like, there's all these different stages, I think of emotion. And we're probably, I think we're at the stage now where it's like, it's acceptance and support and let's figure out how to move this thing forward, you know? Yep. And I, I would say definitely like with our YouTube channel, we talked about that mm-hmm. earlier, like getting, getting your wife involved and on board and making sure that the goals are the same. And, you know, like this podcast, the podcast itself was something that I really wanted to do to kind of be an outlet to get away from the YouTube channel where sometimes a lot of the time, you know, I feel like I can't be, I mean, I, I am who I am on a YouTube channel. It's not that it isn't me, but but I do feel, you know, I'm not going to curse on the YouTube channel. I'm not going to be right. drinking it's, a beer on camera. It's filtered. It is filtered. Yes, that's a good way yeah. to put it. Yeah, it's a more more filtered version of me. And, and I wanted to do something like this where I can drink a beer. I can curse if I feel like it. We can bring in a guy like Levi that has nothing to do with farming and just have a good time. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't have to follow this, this pigeonholed filtered version of anything, right? And so I had the idea this is what I wanted to do, but but doing it without Becky was not even in the cards, you know? And so I, like, I got her on board with it and she, I mean, this is the first one. She's not a, she's here for support on a computer. (laughs) I can see her chatting, but she's obviously not with us here tonight. And she had to talk me through how to run this mixer and how to get, I'm not even running. I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't even know know how to explain what we're doing here. All I know is it still says we're recording. Well, this is a good opportunity also since, since Becky is here on computer but she's muted. Yes. Uh, anything we want to talk about where she can't add in? Should we throw her under the bus completely? <laughs> right. Uh, not did you that. know that all milk in Canada is sold in bags? <laughs> I've, I've heard that. I don't know Randy, Randy that. I can still kick you off this podcast. Oh, <laughs> never mind. Oh, I guess she, she, unmuted. Can, she can unmute herself. <laughs> I can. <laughs> I don't remember where I heard that, but I have heard it a few times. Oh, it's definitely true. Every province, <laughs> every one of them. Also, is it a crick or a creek, Ben? Oh, yeah. I heard you guys talking about that the other day, man. I've never even heard of a crick. You've never heard of a no, crick? No, we don't, they talk don't even about, have those. We don't talk there? about cricks, you know. Everything's a creek? A crick is like something you get in your neck or something. No, that's a creek. You get a creek in your neck. No, the creek is something that's in the floor. We, we say that, yeah. Well, I yeah. would say if it's a lot of neck pain, it's a creek. If it's just a little, it's a creek. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that's not a river where we're at is a creek. Huh. It's a creek. No what about a stream? Is the stream the same as a creek? Not, no, stream is more like the only streams I've ever seen are in like Colorado with trout in them or something like that. Then it's a stream. Yeah, it's not quite a, it's not quite a river, but it's a stream. It's, it's bigger really than a creek. Shallow. Well, yeah. Uh, so Nebraska, you're, you're, um, we, you guys get the big, the rains. So then you have these, these rivers that get out of the banks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then, so when they're, when they're not out of the banks, I mean, they, some of them must pretty much dry up, don't they? Or, or not necessarily? Not really. No, they almost always have water. In oh, them. they do. Okay. <clears throat> the yep. closest one to us is, is a big river, the Platte river. I mean, it's wide, but like this time of year, half of it is sandbar. Okay. You know, sure. But do yeah. you party on those sandbars? Oh yeah. See, then you go oh, that sounds like those. a blast. Yeah. There's a lot of activity on the sandbars. I would believe that. So yeah. we should we should have a, uh, so there's 18 brands you said? 
Yeah. So we should have like a farm focused sandbar day my, next it, summer. My, oh. my wife was talking about that just last week. She was like, what, how, what could we do to get everybody at the same place and just have a bash? That'd be awesome. That would be fun. Yeah. There's, um, like when you say that the sandbar on the river deal, there's a, where you cross the bridge, I believe it's between Mandan and Bismarck through North Dakota. We used to go up there, go racing out in Mandan. And every time we crossed that bridge, it was always a nice sunny day. And we're on our way on a Saturday to mm-hmm. go racing. And that sandbar on the side of the river was just hopping. And it looked like so much fun. It was oh, fun, yeah. It, people are out there. Oh yeah. Having a good old time. Yeah. yeah. But it didn't look quite as much fun as going racing. Yeah. I would imagine most of them probably came to the racetrack afterwards. Right. They probably saw you driving by and wishing they were doing that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Although every time I've partied on a river or a stream or a creek, I don't really pay too much attention to who's driving by. Yeah, I pretty much guarantee they didn't think that. No, nah, they didn't see mm-hmm. much. <laughs> no. Do you think, can you go up shit stream without a paddle? <laughs> they don't ever say shit crick, do they? No, they don't. Because I, I don't think, know. like, a creek is smaller, so you wouldn't have a paddle. <laughs> right. Anyway, you just yeah. walk. And it wouldn't be a stream because trout don't like shit. <laughs> we just keep getting deeper. <laughs> Every podcast. So, do you ever look at that? Uh, you follow that meat eater guy, Steve Ranella? I know who he is, yeah. They posted something on his thing the other day about trout eating mice. Eating mice? Mice. Mice swimming across the yeah. creeks or the streams? And the trout take them down, yeah. Really? Like bass, but trout. Think about this. This is what I thought about because a couple of my buddies, like we're all outdoorsmen and we like fishing and doing this, all, all this kind of stuff. And we've tried to get into fly fishing and, and tried some of them things out. We're out there with these flies, man. These things are so small. You can't even see them. You know what I mean? I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but I, I haven't. No. And it's very intense. Like trout fishing is like a, like a, a thing, you know, like, you're talking the fly fishing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh, and you have to be doing it just right. And the conditions have to be just right. And it's the an pole and the, and, the, and the line has to be tied just right and all this kind of shit, right? They eat mice. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, just tie a goddamn rat down to the end of your line. And this is what I'm there. saying. We're out here doing all this crazy extensive stuff. Well, I, I do know that, uh, um, say, uh, I'll just bring up the goose hunting. So the guys are out there, they're, they're digging their fricking dugouts and their blinds into the mm-hmm. weed stubble. And I come tracking through with the tile plow and the geese like walk out of my way and walk back. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know that you need all that stuff, guys. Right. Like just all you need in yeah. my hood. Yeah. All you need <laughs> is an $800,000 tile plow. You can <laughs> right. slaughter the crap out of yeah. some geese for a day or two until uh, they figure it out. So maybe, maybe everybody knows this, but I didn't, I, I do now, but. For the longest time, I thought fly fishing, I thought the reason you did that was so you could cast further. But you're actually... Oh. Well, I think the, the, the action gets that little tiny fly, which has no weight, out further. Out further. Yeah. Because yeah, so you can't cast like a regular fishing pole if it doesn't no. have a, a, a weight on it, you know? No. So that's kind of... So then the, then, the, then the fish or the, the, uh, the, uh, the fly is just floats on the water then? Yeah, there's a couple different kinds. There's some that go under and some that float, but yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Some that do both. Okay. Some that probably do both, yeah. Right? When, we, when we went fishing in um, Yellowstone last year, Onyx and I went fly fishing. And he rigged us up so it had like a... It had the floater, the fly on the top, and then it had... Uh, whatever the sinker (laughs) like six inches below that. So you were technically using both baits and it wouldn't matter which one they'd grab. Did you catch anything? 
yeah, we caught a few things. Yeah, I, I, I think we had a couple rainbows in there, and uh, I couldn't tell you what else, but yeah, yeah we six or eight fish. Yeah, over a, it was. He told us on the way out there, like, it, man, it's a, it's a really bad day weather wise. Like, you could kind of hear in his voice, he was trying to t- tell us nicely, we're not going to catch anything. Yeah, and we were on the water for at least three hours, and there was probably. Do you have a- Probably cooler floating in a tube next to you? We didn't. No, it was actually like <laughs> co- miserably cold for the first half. Like I, we were, we were the, bundled up pretty good. Is that the first I, time you spent three hours in the water without a cooler floating next to you? I used to do a lot of duck hunting. Oh, I suppose. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. I've spent a lot of time with a cooler sitting next to me on the ice <laughs> yeah. or in a fish house. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it was fun though. Man, casting a yeah. getting the art down of of yeah. casting mm-hmm. that is is different. It's beautiful. It's uh it's fun for sure. Is that but, really popular where you're at? No. It's not. We don't we don't really have that kind of fishing in Nebraska. So like we we recently had a trip up to Colorado and we did it up there. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. We don't have much. I mean, we I was talking with one of your guys today out in the field about fishing um and we pretty much just fish farm ponds and we got some small lakes you know bass and bass and panfish for the most part my wife's saying that i'm a liar i'm telling a fishing tale what what part of that was a lie what liar what is she saying unmute yourself becky we're gonna get into it (laughs) you didn't catch any trout yeah i thought we did what did we catch then what were they we had six or eight fish no, don't say nothing. We did catch fish. We have photos of it. <laughs> Ask Onyx. An- Onyx will know exactly what it was. We went as a, when I was a kid. Um, I think I was 16. I think I could drive. Maybe 15. But uh, uh, went with a friend of mine and his family up, up northern Minnesota. Um, I don't remember the name of the lake, but it was somewhere. I think it was Ely, Lake Ely. And we went rainbow trout fishing. And uh, Spike, Spike Trout. Is that the um, cut cutthroat or I thought he was calling them like a spike or something, but they yeah. were, they were, uh, and, and they were deep. So we would troll oh. fast with like a hundred feet of line out. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then as he was turning around, so we weren't going as fast. Then once in a while we'd catch these other ones. And I thought the guy was calling it a spike. And we, my buddy and I, we spent three days out there trying to catch something. And I don't know if we caught anything. And then, uh, the other guy than that, a hangover. Yeah. yeah. So then yeah. the guy, the guy that, uh, kind of the caretaker of the, of the uh, campsite or whatever there, we had a cabin. He's like, I'll take you guys out in the morning. He says, I'll show you how. So he, he hooked us up with the right bait and everything. And, and I know the, the water is so clear there. The biggest thing was getting a hundred and some feet of line out. Sure. And then, and then yeah. we, we caught quite a bit. It was, it was fun. Yeah. Nice. All right. Final, final thing here, Ben, I want to know your thoughts. Like where does farm focus go from here? I mean, are you taking on more? What, like, what are you going to do now? Now that you're in this, you got, you got these people coming to you, which it sounds like you're growing. Like just last week, I think we were talking and you said you added two, three, four people to the site in one week, Mm -hmm. like new people. So are you yep. going to cut yourself off at some point or is it going to be the 2000 orders the first week of December before Christmas thing? <laughs> there's, there's a lot of plans for sure. And a lot of really good plans. Um, stuff that we have in action right now is we, we have hired another person and we are probably 
<clears throat> we're trying to make the decision whether it happens in about like the next month or, or it happens after Christmas of where we're moving to a different facility. Um, because we have to, it's just, you're, you're out of your house still now. Yes. We're in the basement. Um, and, and it's working really well and it's super nice because like working from your house, man, I mean, you can just, you can do it whenever you need to, you know, you don't really have to have a real schedule, so to speak, but, and your kids are old enough that you can work in the house. Yeah. See, our house is a little difficult. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody needs Paw Patrol and cereal. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's taking up too much space. And as we bring on these more, more of these brands, you know, all the inventory that we're carrying and all that kind of stuff, there's just nowhere for it to go to be, um, an efficient process, you know? Um, and then we have the one printer that we talked about that thing's just humming all day long. We need to add another printer, um, you know, and get those processes really dialed in. The website is getting worked on right now. We're going to before long have a completely revamped website that's set up as like, I mean, our, our website's legitimate right now, but this is like the real deal. You know, I mean, as far as like the, you see the big companies with the, the thing that's a, an, an engine, a real machine, you know? Um, so the facilities, you know, adding the people, adding more equipment, um, getting the website right, getting those processes right. That's all coming soon. And we're getting, we get inquiries from folks weekly wanting us to help them with merchandise and wanting to be on the site. And there's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, we, we can provide a good service, but also this website has, has created like this ag community, you know, of, of, of these social media brands, these YouTube brands, these Instagram brands that can all play off of each other. So many of our packages that we ship are multiple, multiple brands in one package. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So people might be going to the site just to find your stuff, but then they realize, Oh, I didn't know that this person was here and this person was here and, and I like their stuff and I like, the, and they build this, you know, grouped cart. Yep. So it's, it's something that, that benefits everybody that's on the site, you know? So like I said, a, a lot of these up and comers, they want to come on cause they, they want to associate with some of these big brands, which is cool. I get it. So we're trying to figure out the different ways that we can effectively do that and still um, do justice to the big brands that deserve it. You know what I mean? So that's, that'll, that all those processes and thoughts are going on. So that's all coming for sure. When you talk about moving, do you have something picked out or build something or we've an got, area? We've got a number of facilities that we've looked at. Okay. Um, bottom, like for sure, if we don't do anything else at my, my family's property is another building. Okay. That sure. we can, we can move into tomorrow. Right. So if we don't do anything else, we'll at least do that for the time yeah. being. Like, Cause that'll like let us... snowflakes stall or something. Right. Yeah. Or buttercup. Was it buttercup? But, yeah. Buttercup. buttercup. Yeah. yeah. Buttercup stall. Yeah. Buttercup died. If you watched half baked. I don't the, think I have. The horse, the horse, never seen half baked. I don't think I have. When he, he, the horse is a diabetic and he feeds him like, I don't, he feeds him some kind of, <laughs> I don't remember what he feeds him, but sugar. I, well, yeah, but Sugar cubes. I mean, I was thinking specifically, is it Twix or Reese's kind of thing, okay. right? Yep. I like candy. <laughs> Judge me if you will. <laughs> and anyway, he kills the cop's horse on accident. <laughs> the horse is a diabetic. He didn't know it. Its name is Buttercup. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty funny scene. I remember that was, that was an old movie, wasn't it? I suppose. I mean, yeah, I suppose it's 20 years old at least now. Yeah. I don't, I might have to look it up. I might have to Netflix it. There's a lot of good, it's the, what's the one that's got the guy on the couch? The guy that lived on the couch. I don't think you ever found out 
No, you did find out his name at one point, like towards the end of the movie. But for most of the movie, he's just the guy on the couch. I, I definitely have not seen this movie. All right, we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's pretty much it. There's there's a lot of big plans for sure. We got a lot of people that we can take care of and uh, and and make something really cool. It's already something cool, but really be kind of the dominant provider in in the agricultural space for sure. And it's something we like doing, so... You know, heck yeah. Yeah. So the only, the only thing I had left on my notes was on the family farm then. So you don't do stud service out of there anymore? <laughs> no, okay. we, we did at one time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I'll just tell you the story. All right. Oh, okay. Good. All right, we knew there's a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right out of them. We can finish with this. So gosh, I was probably, well, it was funny because you said at the beginning, like what, what was 12 year old Ben doing? I was probably 12 years old. And, um, here it comes. <laughs> here it comes. Do you need me he's to get like, the tissues? He's, right <laughs> away. He's like, Oh shit. They know <laughs> <laughs> who you've been talking to. <laughs> uh, so we have this stud and like, that's, that's one of the things, you know, in these, in these, um, like horse operations, and I'm sure there's other ones, certain animals where like, a good stud is, is something to be had, you know, because you have all these bloodlines and everything that you create. I tell my wife that every day. <laughs> <laughs> I need to quit using that word. <laughs> so a male horse that is really good at what he does is something people want. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, and, and, and it's all about like, you know, their coloring and their build and, you know, cause they're, like I said, they're building these bloodlines and they're, and they're, so they're worth more. I have so many jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait, it gets better. You'll have a few more. So, uh, so yeah, so people, so they'd stud them out. So people would bring their mares over and he would impregnate them. Okay. So that's the thing. That's a normal thing. It's a tough job. Yeah. Somebody's got to do <laughs> yeah. it. Right. This particular horse is very beautiful horse, big, Big horse, just, you know. He had trouble getting the job done, didn't he? He didn't. He he could get the job done. I'm down there one day, so they're in the barn. Um, you know, they're in the run in, in the middle of the barn, and and they've got them kind of tied up, and, and they're holding on to the horses, you know, and just letting them. Ben's in ben. the corner playing saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm standing in the middle of the barn. This is one of the first times I've, I've ever witnessed this. Um, so... The stud, he mounts up and he, I mean, this thing's is like my arm, right? <laughs> right. And For those of you wondering, he's, he's doing the arm. He's like showing us his arm. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he starts going after it. And so he's doing his thing and you can just see it. Like even, even as a kid, like you can just tell like, man, something's going on there, you know? <laughs> and he he gets done and he just like kind of slowly falls off and passes out and hits the ground. <laughs> Been there. No. Did he slap her on the way down? And then, <laughs> so then I find out that this is his thing. So then over the years, as he, he keeps doing it, he passes out every time. No way. Every time the horse passes out and just falls off of her. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> you, you, you eventually do you start putting a mattress next to him. A mattress and a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>